Welcome to the Become New podcast with John Ortberg. We're in a series right now called Habit, where we're looking at the daily practices that shape the people we become. If you like this podcast, you can share it with a friend or give us a review wherever you're listening. That will help us spread the word. For more resources, visit becomenew.me. Now here's John. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in this day. And I really will. This is a beautiful day. I couldn't wait to talk with you about what we're going to talk about today. My only problem is I cut myself apparently to the bone while I was shaving. So I'll try to keep watching. I have uh, this thing that will not quit bleeding. I can't put a Kleenex on my mouth because it's too distracting, but I don't want to bleed all over the camera. So periodically, if I do this, you will understand why. I want to start by asking you a question. Oh, actually, no, I take it back. I want to start by just saying thanks. We have a team of folks that pray for us. There are five people who pray every single day, meet for an hour together. And our little team was recently all together in Oklahoma City, and we dialed in and prayed with them. And that was such a wonderful experience. And I'm so grateful to everybody who prays. I'm grateful to everybody who writes in. Tim tells me we get 10 or 20 uh, text emails from folks each day. Uh, one day recently from somebody in Mexico, from somebody else in New Zealand, from a vicar in the UK, from a parent who wrote about, uh, uh, now I have hope because my son has just admitted that he needs help and finding help together with all of us. And part of what we want to do is walk through this together. So I'm grateful for every one of you. Now, The question for today is, where is God not? Where is God not? The Bible talks about one place where God is not. And that might surprise you because one of the things, as you may know, the Christian faith is understood to teach is that God is everywhere, that God himself is actually much larger than the universe. And um, that, uh, uh, for instance, the psalmist in Psalm 139 says, wherever I go, if I rise up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, if I'm just in hell, in the worst, darkest place, you're there. Even if the night and the darkness surround me, the darkness is not dark to you. You'll be there. So there's a tremendous uh, message that Paul gives to people in Athens when he goes there. He's on what's called Mars Hill. And he wants to try to tell him about God and about Jesus. And he says, I saw this altar to an unknown God. So I'll tell you about him. Uh, The God who is Lord of the heavens and the earth made everything, was not created by human hands, doesn't live in a temple, doesn't need us to serve him. Rather, he gives. He gives us life. He gives breath. He gives everything to his creatures. From one man, he created every human being. We're all part of the same family. And he appointed the seasons and the boundaries of life. And then Paul says, he did this so that we might seek him and perhaps reach out to him. And he uses wonderful, real rare word to kind of fumble around, like you're looking for your keys in your pockets or something. And then find him. And then Paul says this, for he is not far from each one of us. That's where God is not. God is not far away. Wherever you are today, whatever is going on in your life, whatever looks dark or bleak or difficult or joyful or good, God is not far away. And remarkably, Paul, when he says this, is not talking to a church. He's not talking to a bunch of people who believe uh, all the right stuff. He's talking to people who have never even heard about Jesus and who believe all different kind of things. 
And yet Paul actually even affirms their theology. He says, because in him, uh, we live and we move, we breathe, we have our being. As one of your own poets says, we are his offspring. Now that brings me to the habit that I want to talk about today. We are learning about habits. Our lives are a massive habit. We are developing the habit of saying, this is God's day, I'll rejoice in it each day. And what I want to talk about today is the single habit that will help you build strong relationships, strong friendships, strong marriage, uh, family, parenting, more than any other single connection. This is from a researcher, maybe the number one marital researcher in our day by the name of John Gottman. And when I was in Oklahoma quite recently talking to, in this case, it was a marriage retreat, uh, we talked quite a lot about this, that part of the way that God made us was we have a deep hunger to connect. Dallas Willard used to say that your life is basically experience. It's the ceaseless flow of awareness, thought, desire, looking at there's the sun, there's green. I love that. Getting to talk to you, getting to think about great thoughts. Our life is experience and the connection or intimacy is shared experience. And what happens is all the time we give to each other what the Gottmans call bids for connection. I want to be connected with you. I want to share an experience with you. I want to um, have our attention or our thoughts go to the same thing together. So this might be at work. Somebody comes to you and says, want some coffee? The Godwins talk about it, particularly when it comes to marriage, that couples make bids for connection all the time. Look at this, listen to this. And then they say that we respond to this in one of three ways. We can either turn toward or turn away, be neutral or turn against. So for example, um, if you're sitting at the breakfast table and your spouse sighs, you could turn toward, what's going on? Are you tired? In, indicate interest and caring. Or you could turn away, just ignore it, pretend like you didn't hear it. Or you could turn against, what's your problem now? And then they would not be too likely to sigh again the next time. Same thing, if you work, somebody pops their head in at your cubicle or your desk, or if you're studying someplace and says, you want some coffee? You could say, I would love some, let's go, because that's a little bid for connection. Or you could say, no, nope, I'm good, which is kind of neutral, uh, kind of ignoring it. Or you could say, can't you see I'm busy? All the time, we are offering bids for connection and responding to them. One of the remarkable findings of the Gottmans is that uh, in couples that end up getting divorced, when they studied them while they were still married, they turned toward only 33% of the time when there would be a bid for connection. For couples that remained together and had a strong marriage, they turned towards each other 86% of the time when there's a bid for connection. The Gottman say, for example, when you want to strengthen a relationship, it's good to work on conflict, but actually way, way, way more important than developing great conflict management skills, as great as that is, is simply the task of making connections. To learn to recognize when somebody else is bidding for a connection with you. And even if you're not able to be with them for a long time, even if you are busy right now to say, man, I'd love to do that, can't do it right now. Today, cultivate the habit of looking for, when is somebody making a little bid to connect to you? And then say, and when they make that bid, I will lean in, I will turn toward. Now here's the bonus teaching. 
And a friend of mine said this to me. I, I've known about Bids for Connection quite a while. I'd never made this association. God wants to connect with you. God wants to connect with you. God makes bids for connection. One of the remarkable statements that Paul makes when he's teaching to those people in Rome is that God created us. He gives us life and breath and all things made the seasons. He did this so that we might seek him and perhaps fumble around, fumble around to try to find him so that we could be connected with him. In him we live and move and have our breathing. He is not far away. And because he gives us our breath, every breath is a bid for connection with God. It's God saying, would you receive my spirit now? Would you receive my power and my life? Um, the beauty of the earth, creation, the heavens declare the glory of God. That's God's bid for connection. Would you just see when you look around you? Would you hear the song of that bird and remember the one who feeds the sparrows? Um, when we are with another person, we are invited to remember that Jesus said, where two or three of you are gathered together in my name. When you see the least of these, the most marginalized, there I am, I'm right there with you. Even it's amazing when I, I was mentioning sighing a while ago, Bible talks about groaning sometimes. Paul says in Romans eight that creation itself groans because it was subjected to frustration, not of its own will, but by the one who subjected it, that is God, in the hope that it will be liberated from its bondage to decay, enter into the freedom of being children of God. Even when we're frustrated, frustration itself is God's bid for connection. You know, if you just go after uh, money or success or reputation or indulging anger, it will not satisfy your soul. Let that frustration, let that sigh, let that grow remind you that you are made to be connected to me. You don't ever have to be alone. So today, the, the habit to cultivate is the number one habit to strengthen any relationship that you have. When you are with people today, be on the lookout. It could just be... Uh, body language, raise eyebrow, a laugh, a chuckle, a comment. Look for those bids. When I see a bid for connection, I will turn toward. And then be aware today as you go through the day to make bids for connection with other people. You want to hear about something or can I do you a favor? And then especially remember God. Remember where he is not. He is not far away. Whether you think that you deserve his best or not, he is not far away. We find God in all things because every moment is a bid by our God who so loved the world that he gave his only son so that he could be connected with you, so that you could know eternal life, a participating relationship with God. Love is habit for Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us. You mean so much to us as a community, and we hope that this series helps you build some new habits in your life to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. And we want to hear from you throughout this series. If you have questions, you can put them in the comment box wherever you're watching, or you can email us or text us. And at the end of the series, we're going to sit down with John and talk about some of your questions. 
For more resources, you can visit becomenew.me. And to spread the word, you can hit subscribe, share this video with a friend, or give us a review on podcast.